Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands and praise the Lord for a moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. We thank you for the Word of God. And we thank you for this moment where we can learn the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. Tonight we pray that the Spirit will reveal to us the message that he has for this church at this hour. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. You may be seated around the church tonight. Hallelujah. The book of Revelation, chapter 2. In Revelation, chapter 2, I want us to start with the first line in verse 7. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. In verse 11, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. In verse 17, he that hath an ear, then hear what the Spirit saith to the churches. At the end of the chapter, verse 29, He that hath an ear, then hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Verse 6, chapter 3, He that hath an ear, then hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Verse 13, He that hath an ear, then hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And verse 22, He that hath an ear, then hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. So what do we see at the start of this message? You hath an ear, then hear what the Spirit saith unto the church. When we look at the New Testament, when we look at the Old Testament, there's a lot of questions we can ask about the Word of God. But the first question needs to be, what does the Spirit say to the churches? Let's look at that line. He who hath an ear, who are the ones that has an ear? Obviously, Jesus, the speaker, that line is referring more than just to these natural ears. Now, the Apostle Paul in Romans 6, he talked about the death of the old man. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, we read about a new creature in Christ. 
So when we look at the line, he who hath an ear, we're talking about those who are new men in Christ, a new creation, those who are born again, before we were born again. Our natural hearing, our natural mind could not understand what the Spirit is saying. But now, as believers in Jesus, with the new man active and alive inside of us, the new man can hear what the Spirit is saying. Those who are believers in Jesus, the new man, he can hear what the Spirit is saying. The old man never could understand a thing that the Spirit is saying. So to understand the Spirit, it begins with what? The inner man being the new man in Christ. He who hath an ear, let him hear. What are we hearing? We are hearing the Word of God. The message that the Spirit is saying here is the message that Jesus gave. When the churches hear this message, they will be reading what John wrote about what Jesus said. For the churches to understand, they need the Spirit to interpret the Word of God. The Word of God is what is being heard. So, he who hath an ear, new believers in Jesus, new man inside, let him hear the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. He who hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit. The Spirit is the speaker of the Word to those who are reading it. From Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21, the Spirit is the one who is speaking to us. Now, I know when John originally got revelation, he heard the word directly from Jesus. Then John wrote them down and then mailed the letter to the church. But who are the ones listening? The church. Who is the one speaking to them through this word? The Holy Spirit. Be it the old or be it the new. Get what we're saying here. In the old and in the new. It is the Spirit speaking to the church. The Spirit is doing the talking. So, He, the new creation in Christ, has an ear, let Him hear the Word of God, the Spirit, the one doing the speaking, the last words, the churches. Now notice that the Spirit is speaking to the church. Let him hear what the Spirit saith to the churches. The Spirit in this section is talking to the church. So who is the one talking to the believer. He who hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. So the Spirit is speaking to the church. 
And then the Spirit through the church is speaking to the believer. So let's get this right. The Spirit speaks to the church. Church is plural. Then the Spirit through the church speaks to the individual believers. Why is the assembly of ourself so vitally important? Because it's in the church where the Spirit speaks to the church, then to the believers. Now notice the ES at the end of the word churches. This is not a case where Ephesus received one letter and Pergamos a different letter. All seven churches received the same letter, but it is written to many churches. Everything in here, the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, it has been written to all the churches who believe in the gospel message. Now it is the job of the church to take what the Spirit has given to the churches to give that to the individual believers. Are we together on this? Assembling together in church. The Spirit speaks to the church. Then through the church, the Spirit is speaking to the believers. We must be in church to understand what the Spirit is saying. Are we together? Now, let's move to Psalm chapter 1, the first Psalm. While you're getting there, there is no way anyone can understand anything in the Bible from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21 without first having the help of the Holy Ghost. There is no understanding the Word of God without the Holy Ghost. The Spirit is literally speaking to the church and then the church to the believers. What is in here? The line, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the churches, does not just apply in the Revelation case. It, re, it basically works in all 66 books of the Bible. So, to understand Psalms, we need to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. To understand Genesis or Exodus or Jeremiah or Zechariah or any of the New Testament, we need to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. So, who wants to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church and to the individual believer through the church tonight? Chapter 1, verse 1, Psalms, where it said, Blessed, which we know means happy. Blessed is the man that walks or lives their lives, not 
in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Happy are those who do not live their lives first, walking after the counsel of the ungodly. We live in a society where those in the world, they want to dictate to those who are believers how they should live their life. They tell us that what is in this book is outdated. That does not apply in the here and now. They want us to think that our thinking is going away, replaced by their new thinking. They want us to listen to their counsel on how to live our lives. Now, what is the opposite of the line, walk in the counsel of the ungodly? It is walk in the counsel of the leading and the guiding of the Spirit. How are we to live our lives? By following the leading and the guiding of the Spirit. Romans 8.1 There is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but what? Following the leading and the guiding of the Spirit. We are receiving advice on how to live this life. That advice comes from the Holy Ghost. Are we together on this? The Holy Ghost is the one who gives us counsel on how to live this life. So if we are going to live a happy, blessed life, it does not come by following the ways of the world. No. It does not come by listening to their advice on how to live. It comes by listening to the leading and the guiding of the Spirit. Are we still here? The middle part of that section. Nor stand in the way of sinners. In other words, the believer in Jesus. We are not to associate or fellowship with those who are not believers in Jesus. Now, I'm not talking about standing next to people in the grocery store or sitting near people at our local in and out or people that you work with on your job. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about willingly fellowshipping with non-believers. That means hanging out at the local bar with them. Hanging out at any place or party or group that is there not to specifically worship the Lord. Granted, in our regular time, we have to associate and work and shop with those who are not believers. But that does not mean we have to spend our free time with them. That does not mean we have a fellowship relationship with them. Now let's look at the opposite of that line where it says what? Stands in the way of the believer. We have been called by the Spirit to associate 
with fellow believers. We have been called to fellowship as a church. When we are done with the job or with the grocery store or the internet or wherever, when we spend our free time, our fellowship time, where should we be? With fellow believers. The believers are the ones we should be associating with. So what is the Spirit saying to the church? First, don't listen to the advice of the world while living your life. Opposite, listen to the advice of the Spirit while living your life. Second, the Spirit is saying don't fellowship with those who are non-believers. What is the Spirit saying? Fellowship with those who are believers. The last part. Nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Scornful. Those who mock. Those who show no dignity and respect to the things of God. There are so many in this society who agree with everything the world is doing. There are those who side with the world in everything that they're doing. Well, I expect that from those who are not believers in Jesus. When we're looking at issues, when we're looking at the worship of the Lord, hey, they're not believers. They're not going to view anything of God with respect. But when we as believers and we as a church, if we make the mistake of siding with them against God, there's a major problem brewing. Are we together on this? We are not to take the side of the world and show disrespect to our God. We should do the opposite, which is what? Show respect to our God. To side with Jesus. To side with the Spirit. And when we side with the Spirit, we will be siding with God the Father. Understand, whose side are we on? We are on the Lord's side. The Spirit will lead us into the side that we need to be on. We side with the Spirit. Now, those who side with the Spirit, those who fellowship with believers, those who, according to the first part of that verse, does not listen to the world but follows the Spirit, they are the ones who will be happy. So let's sum up verse 1 this way. Those who live a lifestyle following the leading and the guiding of the Spirit will be blessed, will be happy. So what is the beginning of happiness in this verse? Living the life by following the leading and the guiding of the Spirit. Are we still here? Blessed is the man also attaches to verse 2. So what do we see? But his, blessed is the man, Delight is in the law of the Lord. Now let's understand something before we go any further. When David wrote this song, 
his Bible pretty much literally was Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. He might have had Joshua and he might have had Judges. If he wanted to know about Ruth, all he would have had to do is ask his grandfather, who was the son of Ruth. It's family history for David. Depending on life expectancy, young David might have actually known Ruth. So for him, Ruth is personal family history. All he has is the law. We have not just the first five books of the Old Testament, but we have all 66 books of the Bible. We have the full counsel of God. So when David calls law his Bible, we will call ours Bible all 66 books. So what do we see? But the believer's delight is in the word of the Lord. The joy of the believer is this. Now, to receive the joy that is in here, the Spirit is leading us to read this more and more and more. Everyone should be reading the Bible once a year. Everyone should be reading the Bible on a consistent basis. But not out of obligation and not because they have to. When we are following the leading and the guiding of the Spirit, the Spirit will lead us into being in the Word. It is part of of what the Spirit is leading us to do. Are we together on this? The Spirit will lead us to this. And when we are in this, and as the Spirit reveals this to us, we will be joyful in this and gain something and learn something. The second part of the verse, and His law, Word of God, does He meditate Day and night. Now, it is one thing to read the Bible. To just read it word for word, sentence by sentence, Genesis through Revelation. Every believer should do this often. But it is another thing to meditate. To think about what you are reading. Now, to meditate on the Word, one, we will need to slow down when studying the Word. Two, we will need to turn off the natural mind. The Word of God is not interpreted by our natural mind. The Word of God is interpreted by By the Holy Spirit. Are we together on this? The Holy Spirit is the one who interprets this. So we need to think about the Word. 
Now I'll go with my experience way back at the beginning. Not easy. That is until I began to realize that it was the Spirit trying to interpret the Word. So what I had to do was stop fighting the Spirit and allowing the Spirit to openly interpret the Word. Depend on the Spirit. Now, thinking requires time. There must be a time effort in reading and thinking about the Word. But when you are meditating, thinking about the Word, day and night, that means just not a little bit of the time, but almost all the time, you will begin to receive revelation from the Lord, as in the Holy Spirit revealing the meaning of the Word. There is no meditation without the Spirit. There is no revealing without the Spirit. Are we still here? So if verse 1 could be summarized with the line, walk in the Spirit. Number 2 would be simply be in the Word. Now, here is what happens when we follow the Spirit and be in the Word. Verse 3. And He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Now, what do we know from the Gospel of John? Out of your belly shall flow what? Rivers of living water. And what do we know? John said that Jesus was talking about the Holy Ghost. So, the water of the Holy Ghost. We're connecting this all to the Holy Ghost. He is the one that gives life to your tree of life. Now, let's connect one, two, and three real fast. Number one was what? Walk in the Spirit. You will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. What was number two? The Word of God. Be in the Word. If you are following after the Spirit and living the life He is leading you to live, if you are in the Word, then you are a tree planted by the river of living water. So, by following the Spirit and living this life, by being in the Word and having the Spirit reveal the Word. You will become a believer in Jesus where the water of the Spirit will ground you so well that nothing is going to move you and shake you from your faith. What establishes us in our faith? The Spirit and the Word. Jesus uses the Spirit and the Word to establish us where we cannot be moved. The river of living water keeping us alive and well. The second part of verse 3. I want us to pay attention to this. Because these 
are benefits of following after the Spirit and not fulfilling the lust of the flesh. These are benefits of being in the Word and having the Spirit reveal the Word to us. Our tree, our lives, will be what? Number one, fruitful. Fruitful. Where does fruitfulness begin? There's a lot of people. I'm not fruitful. Why not? Blessed is the man whose delight is in the law of the Lord. And then what? Brings forth fruit in his season. This must become a priority in our lives. Are we together on this? If we are going to be fruitful, we need to follow after the Spirit. And we will need to be in the Word. Then we will be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water. Then we will what? Become fruitful. The road to fruitfulness. Beat the fruits of the Spirit in our lives. Or seeing the Lord move in the church really begins... With this, this month is a month of preparation. And part of preparation is being in this. This is that vital. The second part of that is what? The leaf shall not wither. Now, when I see a tree and leaves, they usually wither for one of two reasons. One, they're dying. Two, winter is coming. Let's deal with the second one. Winter is coming. Or is it? You see, when the rivers of living water are flowing inside of us, the believer will not spiritually die. But also, the believer will have the water to keep them going constantly at all times. So imagine A tree for a second, like a pine tree, or a tree like that, where in winter time they do not shed their leaves or their needles or anything like that. A fruit tree usually sheds its leaves. But because of the river of living water being inside this tree, this tree will not experience lulls or dry seasons. It will live and survive and prosper. But back to verse 1 and 2. We want to avoid the dry season. We want to avoid the winter. We want to avoid the bad things. How? One, follow the Spirit. And you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Number two. What is number two? The Word of God. So what do we need to do if we are going to be the leaf that does not wither? The one that will stay productive all the time. Follow the Spirit being the Word. 
What's the third part of that verse? The third part is what? Whatsoever he does shall prosper. Shall prosper. I want to start with spiritual prosperity. Because spiritual prosperity is the first key to any of this. What did Jesus say? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. If you um, seek after the spiritual blessings in heavenly places, you will prosper spiritually. Now notice the connection. The river of water prosper spiritually. Walks what? After the leading of the guiding of the Spirit. Prosper spiritually. Be in the Word. Prosper spiritually. You see, when the believer is prospering spiritually by being in the Word, by following the leading and the guiding of the Spirit, what is going to happen? Those who prosper spiritually will prosper in other areas of their life. The Spirit will lead those who He is prospering in the spiritual to prosper in their health, to prosper in their finances, to prosper in their jobs, or in anything that they are doing. When we are following the Spirit, spiritual first, keep this in mind. If we want to see everything added to us, we must first do what? Follow the Spirit, be in the Word, the living water flowing. When we are, yes, we will see all these things added to us. So if you want to see divine health, if you want to see your finances prosper, if you want to see the blessing of the Lord in your life, where does it begin? Spiritual blessings. Those who follow the Spirit, you will be led in those directions. Those who follow the Spirit, those who are in the Word, they will also grow spiritually and the rest will be added. So, what do we see? Those who follow after the Spirit. Those who are in the Word. Those with the river of living water flowing, they will what? One, be fruitful. Two, will always be green and growing. Three, will prosper. All of this connects back to one and two, the Spirit and the Word, the river of living water flowing. Verse 4, 5, and 6. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff that the wind drives away. That's them. Let's deal with us. 
Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. Let's quickly interpret verse 5 from the point of view of those who are lost. Those who are lost, those who do not believe in the gospel message, they will not be found innocent of anything at the great white throne judgment. The gavel will sound and they will what? Face an eternity in the lake of fire. They will not be with the believers. They will be what? Not in the congregation of the righteous. They will be with what? The unbelievers, lake of fire, through all eternity. Love opposites. Therefore the ungodly, no. Therefore the godly shall stand in the judgment. By this meaning, we pass from death unto life. This means what? Because no charges are against us, we will not face the second death. We will not face an eternity in the lake of fire because we pass from death unto life. What's going to happen? We will what? Be with Jesus through all eternity. The opposite of the last part of verse 5. Believers will be in the congregation of the righteous. We will be with the fellow believers through all eternity. Where does this begin? What? Follow the leading and the guiding of the Spirit. Be in the Word. Have the river of living water flow. This is another benefit of everything the Spirit has for the church. Verse 6. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Let's just deal with the first part. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous. Psalm 23. A few pages over. What does it say? Last part of verse 3. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Now let's connect this back to chapter 1, which the Lord knows the way of the righteous. Why does he know our way? Because he's leading us in this way. He leads me in the path of righteousness. So when the Spirit is inside of us, when we follow the leading and the guiding of the Spirit, the Lord will direct our paths. Not just through this life. He will direct our paths right to Him where we will spend eternity. The Lord will direct our steps. He will help us live this life. This is why He gave the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, to help us live this life. So what is the Spirit saying to the church tonight? What is the Spirit saying to us? He is stressing the importance 
of following after the Spirit and being in the Word. Our preparation right now really is at the basics. Sometimes it's easy to forget the basics when they are the important thing we need to concentrate on. The Spirit is inside of us to help us. And if we allow the Spirit to help us, we will be fruitful, we will be green, and we will prosper. We will be with Jesus through eternity if we're in the Word. And we allow the Spirit to interpret the Word. Same effect. The Spirit wants us to be sensitive to the leading and the guiding of the Spirit. We need to be sensitive to the Spirit. He will direct and guide us to where we need to be if we allow Him to direct and guide us to where we need to be. Are we together on this? So we need be in the Word. That will help you so much in knowing what the Spirit is saying. Because the Spirit said all of this and He can interpret this. If we allow Him to do so. Let's stand across the church tonight. Hallelujah.